You've got to love it that there's absolutely no limits when it comes to speaking to people, whether they're close or far away. Today, Liesl Peters, hello, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, how are you? Fine and fabulous, thank you very much. Tell me, where are you at at this moment? Uh, you, I have to say, I'm in White River in Mapumalanga. <laughs> Just came back from, from Mozambique, so all what, over the place. What did you do in Mozambique? I've got a friend that's got a, a traveling company that takes tourists over and then I, I cook for them. I'm the chef. <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. So besides singing, so do you what hum while you're cooking and then make their day <laughs> twice? <laughs> Unfortunately not. No, they're not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's introduce you as a person. Besides the fact that obviously we know you can sing, if you're just yourself and you've got to impress no one and you literally yeah. no socks, no makeup, just you, who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm a bush lover. I love being in the bush felt. I found my soul. I talk to God. It's just, that's me. Leave me in the bush felt and I'm the happiest person in the world. <laughs> family? Family, family, love my family. Uh, mom and dad still in Pretoria with me. Um, yeah, we all we all bush people. We love. We very we very close. So we're a close family, and we enjoy spending our time together. And yeah, that's just me. Okay, well, if you're happy in the bush, does that make you an introvert who actually likes to be alone, or do you are you energized by people? I, I have my moments, I must say. I have my moments, but I enjoy people. I mean, being in the industry that I'm in, I cannot really be an introvert. Um, so, no, I enjoy being around people, but I do have my moments when I need to be alone and just go to the bush and, and find myself again. So, uh, where the love for food? Where did that come from? Oh, I must say, from, from my grandma. Um, we used to cook together when I was small. And obviously, my mom, I used to sit next to her on the cuss, you know, next to the stoof. <laughs> and then she would tell me what to do and how to cook this and how to make mealy pop and how to do this. And so that's just the love from, from very, very small. Okay, so you're one of those people who just add a little bit of this and add a little bit of that. You don't even need a recipe. I don't need a recipe and I have a secret ingredient and I'm not afraid to say it. And that's absolute love. Love, I love cooking, so I put my love into the cooking and then it's delicious. <laughs> because I promise you, it literally is an anointing. Seriously now, I have the same <laughs> recipe as my whole family. Like all the funny cakes, they all make the same pancakes from the same recipe. But when I make it, they, it, it cracks. My pancakes and it doesn't cracks. taste the same. It's just not the same. My mother-in-law uses the same one, and it's light and fluffy, and it never, you know, sticks to the pan or anything like that. So just know that this is a God-given anointing that you have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But I must say, if you just try to put a little bit of love in it, I'm telling you it's going to work. So are you creative as well? Do you think up new kinds of things that you think, oh, this? let's try out this? I do, I do. Sometimes it ends up in the dustbin, but <laughs> I do try new things and, and new, new um, what do you call it, like tastes and new new um, pairings of, of sorts of foods and all of that. But yeah, like I say, some, some of them end up in the dustbin, but some of them turn out to be really nice. Because at the end of the day, it is subjective. It's like music, food. I mean, you, it's a taste exactly. thing. Such a lot of, so something that you think, oh, this tastes interesting someone else will say oh my goodness throw this away and and you would think but I love this exactly I had I had a, a, a stage where I went through my life where I had to not had to lose weight but wanted to lose a bit of weight and I literally fell in love with cracker biscuit with peanut butter and a sausage what no I'm telling you no I know it's delicious and you weren't it pregnant delicious no I wasn't pregnant <laughs> no 
I was not pregnant. It sounds like you were pregnant. <laughs> it's the kind of thing a pregnant woman with a tuna and peanut butter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some, something weird like that. But yeah, I do like uh, some, some odd stuff coming together. To me, obviously, it tastes nice, but to other people, they're like, uh, it's a bit frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the music then, because I mean, as creative as you are with the food, music is a whole nother ball game on its own. Where does that come from? Is it also down with the generations? Uh, unfortunately, I always tell myself that I was the one that fell out of the bus when it comes to music. <laughs> I'm the only one in the family that um, that actually pursued it. Um, I've heard that my my grand 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 grandfather used to play guitar and and used to love entertaining the family around the fire and in the house and all that. But yeah, I'm the only one that actually pursued it and went on with it and carried on with it and actually made a career of it. And yeah, successful as it may be, um, thank God for that. Otherwise, the support I have from my family is unbelievable. So I can't complain about that. Very and, grateful. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, because because I am curious because this thing that you've got that you're convinced that you can create music, you know, yeah. it's anyone can they can take someone else's song and sing it well, but to be able to create yeah. your own music, that's another ball game. And you, and you must have Absolutely. tried it at some stage. Can you still remember the first time you said, "Let me try writing a song." I do, actually. I do. I used to sit in my room and write lots of songs. But obviously, when I sing it to other people, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> Especially if they're family. No. <laughs> Especially the family. But yeah, as you grow older and you and you experience more things in life, I think um, our feelings, feelings and, and ex- like I say, experience that you've gone through um, actually tells a story. And I love stories. I love to make people feel good. And I love to make a statement of saying something, especially with a song that I've written now. Um it's just to, I don't know, it's just for people to to realize that, um, yeah, whatever you've gone through, uh, it's, it's, it's okay not to be okay. Exactly. Exactly. And at the end of the day, yeah, music just goes deeper, doesn't it? I mean, we've spoken yes. so many times about how many sermons have you heard or speeches have you heard? And then it's yeah. well done and well conveyed. But somehow it doesn't go into the heart. Somehow a song... Because it's music, a melody, a cleaves, mm. it goes deeper and it can stick Absolutely. because you can listen to it over and over again. I must say, that is actually the reason why I wrote this song. Because a, a lot of people close to me um, has has gone through a bad patch. And, oh, you know, when you're in a conversation and you're always just there for them and you're on a phone call and you say, you know what, it's fine. You don't, you'll be okay and all that. But it doesn't hit as hard as a song does. And that's why I've written this song, Yaya um, Just the, the, the name of the song doesn't really mean anything if you can say it like that just in the open. But if you hear it in the song and, and the melody and the meaningful way that we sing it and, and the music and everything, I think that, like you say, it just hits harder and more deeper than, than it just would in a conversation. But for you to have a message like this, that you are good enough, means that you yeah. must have heard enough conversations or had enough coffees with enough people to be convinced that quite a few people, if not most people, believe that lie, that they're not good enough. It is. It's true. I mean, like I say, I think this whole thing comes from COVID. And I, and I don't want to really talk about COVID. That's a, a time in our life that we've all deleted. But um, I think a lot of people has been struggling since then even way before, but mm. um, it, just, it just came out and it just surfaced um, more clearly after COVID. And, and I think, like I say, if you, if you, if you talk to people, um, family members, friends, or just acquaintances, and, they, and you hear the, what they've been through and how they struggle to just get on top again, 
Um, and it's just a it's just a, a sign to say that they think that they are not enough. And for me, as a as an artist, or, or, or just someone that I'm not a writer as such. I'm just a singer, and I love to perform. And for me, just to get a message out to people, saying that you are enough, and people actually finding them themselves in the story, find, living themselves into the story. Um, it means a lot to me. I mean, I've had such great, great feedback about this song. And then I'm so grateful that the people actually just see the message and believe that they are enough. Let's delve into it just a little bit. Because this thing that you're not good enough, it's a, it's a lie that whether it's a guy, whether it's a girl. I mean, if you're talking about COVID, so a, a lot of that, the effect of that was joblessness, people losing their yeah. jobs. That means their yeah. income. That means their stability. And, and obviously, yeah. if you're looking for a job and you're not finding one and you've got people depending on you, I can, I can definitely understand that you would believe that I'm not good enough because I'm not getting a job. But there's lots yeah. of things that happen in life that convince us of that fact, isn't it? Stuff like of what? Of course, of course, of course. I think like abuse. I know abuse has got a very broad spectrum of meaning, but abuse, like verbal abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, all of that, I mean, that is also, and it's, abuse is such a, it's such a hard word, but if someone walks past you and say, yo, but you don't look nice today, that is abuse to me. That is verbal and emotionally abusing to hear that. And then it's cracking your self-image. Unfortunately, that cracks never really heal. And it's amazing um, how like one word or one little sentence, like maybe it's also from whom it comes now, that if it's someone that you do have course. respect for, someone who's got a leadership role in your life, like parents or your boss or someone, that somehow who it comes from also affects what they say. Of course. No, for sure. Of course. I'm, and I'm sure that like even that cracks even deeper. And like I say, sometimes that never heals. And um, I think music just brings, music brings love, music brings healing. Music brings out the fact that, um, yeah, if you are if you are told that you are enough, believe it. And if God says that you are enough, then you should believe it as well. So much more. Yeah, I'm just thinking if we really realize the effect of our words, maybe we'd be more cautious to say things that don't break someone down. I mean, maybe if we realize, yes. like you using your talent to lift people up, to, to speak yeah. a truth over their lives, that they are good enough. But we don't yes. have to be singers to have the capacity and the heart and the need to lift others up rather than to break them down. That's true. I mean, if everyone just had a good thing to say, my dad always brought me up by saying, if you don't have anything good to say, rather keep your mouth shut. Um, and I've been living like that for all my life. And um, I believe that. So if you have nothing good to say to someone, rather keep your mouth shut. You don't know what scars it might it might dig in someone's heart, in someone's mind, and that will, you know, you don't know how far they're over the edge already. So just that one word or one little push in there over, you know what I mean? So it is very, very important to know and to believe that you are enough. Well, there's one way of saying something that is true, but the other way is to say it with God's words. I mean, it's just different if God says it. So how did you yeah. get to know Jesus in the first place? Uh, my grandmother, my grandmother always used to, we always used to listen to the radio and how they used to read the Bible verses and Bible stories. And my mom used to give us, you know, the Kinder Bible because we're Afrikaans. We grew up in Afrikaans. So um, all the Kinder Bibles we had next to our beds. And you know, obviously kids would, would see this, the, the pictures and read the pictures instead of the, the actual words. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 grew up, I grew up with God in my house. And I'm 
probably going to die with God in my heart. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking <laughs> as an artist and maybe also because you're taking people around as they chef, you, you, you are exposed to a, to a great variety of people and people with yes. different opinions. And everyone believes that what you believe is the truth. But we come yeah. as Christians and we say Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. So you better know that what you know is true. Otherwise, you're going to make yeah. people really, really angry with your opinion. So, it's true. So, it's true. So how between all the opinions and truths in inverted commas around you, how do you know that what you believe and that little picture in the little Knir Bible, that that is the actual truth? Just to believe. I've, I've seen miracles happen in front of me. My father was in a big accident. He nearly died and Jesus pulled him through. Um, there's plenty of ways that I have that I have witnessed that God is truly, truly a miracle worker. And I just believe I, I shouldn't actually say this out loud, but I don't really care what other people think when it comes to that. So when, if, if as long as I am true to what I believe in, I, I think I'm on the right path. <laughs> okay, great. Well, the, another thing that is true is that you're part of the body of Christ and that each Absolutely. and every one of us, because we're going through stuff in life and because of where we are in the Bible as we're reading it, there's parts of God that stand out, you know, parts of his character that, that catches your eye more at one stage in your life than other times in your life. You like, like, yes. you'd be going through something and therefore his patience or his mercy or his sense of humor or his romance yes. or whatever is the thing that catches your eye at the moment. Because of where you are in your life right now, what's, what's that aspect of who he is that impresses you most? I just think the way he blessed me in my life, I mean, and I know I want to use myself as an example all the time, but um, that's the only way that I can for surely tell you and, and for you to, to see what I see is that whatever I've been through in my life and how I always get out on top and obviously after praying and asking him to, to lead me to where he wants me. And sometimes it's not normally where you would expect to end up. Um, and then you hear, and then I'm just thinking, well, this was not really my plan, <laughs> but obviously this is God's plan. And then everything just makes sense. His faithfulness. His so, faithfulness. And the fact that he, he, always, he always shows up. He always shows up. When you think, like literally this week, I had a couple of shows canceled. And I was like in a bit of a stress ball because like I've got bills to pay at the mm. end of the month. Um, and I was just quickly asking around to some of the people that does my bookings. And all of a sudden, instead of two shows that have been canceled, I had four now. I have fallen the place of two shows that have been cancelled. And this, that's just, again, my, my realization that he, he is absolutely in control. And that makes a big difference if you're living in the broken world that we do. I mean, you're living in the same country as someone who doesn't know God. You've got the same um, electricity and crime and, you know, the bills. It's, it's the same in your life as someone who doesn't follow Jesus. But you know You've got the king of the universe on your side, that he is for you, Absolutely. not against you, that he's got good plans yes. for you, that he's love for you, that he's faithful, that he's not going to drop the ball. You must have peace and hope and joy that someone right next to you in the same country will not have. No, that's, that's truth. I believe that. And unfortunately, if, if once again, music is a great thing. I think if, if people, I always ask God in all my prayers, whenever I go to sleep in the morning when I wake up, I ask God, you know what, there's people that need you in their lives. And if, and if, you, if you just get into their hearts or get into their minds, um, their life will change for the better. Mm -hmm. So I do pray for them as well. And I think it's our responsibility to ask God to take care of the people that does not know him. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully, when they hear a song like Yay is Genoeg, they'll make the connection and understand that <laughs> it's him, it's his opinion. I love that you do it from his, from his perspective, because at the end of the day, I've said so many things to people that you see that it doesn't convince them. But if God says this to you, it must, oh, it yeah. must convince it must. him. So if Absolutely. people want to follow you, if they want to um, find out what you're doing, when you're doing it, maybe attend one of those performances that God provides for you, how do they follow you? <laughs> oh, you can follow me on Facebook, on Liesl Peters page. I've got all my details there. And I am on, what's that new one, TikTok. I don't like it, but it has to happen. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and Instagram. So, yeah, on all the social platforms, you can follow me. And obviously, all the music and everything is on iTunes, on Deezer, Spotify, and, of course, on YouTube for all the videos. So, you're welcome to follow there and have a look and comment and say what you, what you, what you think and tell me how I can improve. <laughs> You'll have to spell the Liesl because there's 18 million spellings of Liesl. Uh, true. It's L I E Z E L Peters P I E T E R S, and you'll see the face. Apparently, my eyes speak to people. So if you see the eyes that speak to you, it's me. It's you. Jij is genoeg. Does it have a video yet? It does. Yeah, it does. It does. It's on. Fa- it's on YouTube. Um, under Jij is genoeg. So you're welcome to have a look there. All right, we're gonna find it. Now we're gonna listen to the song. Um, but I want to ask you. While we listen to the song, what's the one thing you want us to get when we listen to it? Well, I think the the name speaks for itself. I just want people to realize and believe that they absolutely are enough in this world. 